Atlanta's number one radio stations. Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more. The latest show goes after hours. The Beyond Swanky Podcast with Kennedy Lucas brings out more for our Lucas Nation fans. Tune in for reviews, topics, and even special guests. We go beyond the swankiness as it's juicy as hell with our DJ, DJ Lupezzi, playing nothing but the hits on the Spotify podcast version. Live from our studio of Swanky Studios, it's the Beyond Swanky Podcast with Kennedy Lucas on Atlanta's number one stations Swanky 93.3 and the Heat 94.6 radio station listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify iHeartRadio Audacity Apple Podcast Stitcher Podcast Google Podcast YouTube and more tuned in to Atlanta's hottest radio show. Our stories from our studio to your ear. It's the Beyond Swanky podcast with your host Kennedy Lucas on Swanky 93.3 radio station. The Heat 94.6 radio station. Happy Monday, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to another, and we do mean another exciting podcast today. This is the Beyond Swanky Podcast. I'm your host, at least one of the hosts, James Myers. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, March 27th, and we cannot wait for another exciting podcast uh, today. You guys, look. This is a show that I really love coming in front of the mic and really going in and really giving you guys uh, all right. So thank you guys for staying tuned. Good morning. Uh, We're live on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spotify for podcasters, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcasts, Audacity. Uh, hopefully we're not forget Google Podcasts is another. So wherever you get your podcast radio show from, uh, we're live. And of course, we've got our main host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. Now, I'm excited because I know that you had some choice words to say about the TikTok hearing. I know that has been a couple of days ago, but... You know, everybody wanted to get your take on it, Kennedy, and you did tell us that you wanted to wait until the radio show this morning to give you or to give them your your full your full full take. Oh man, good morning, James. But yes, I look, guys. I said what I said on my TikTok, uh, and we're not gonna dabble too much into it. If you guys want my full scope of it, go go see my TikTok. But man, oh man. I tell you guys that we were so frustrated. Uh, we, 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 all three of us guys, we saw the hearing and okay. So yes, I, I was on a rant on, on that video simply because um, the, the hearing was a mess. Uh, I said what I said. I meant every word of what I said. Um, like I said in my, my formal TikTok, you know, when I, when I come home from a stressful day in the office and I, I stress in the office, cause when we come to the studios right here, right now, Swanky Studios, they I don't, I don't get stressed. I don't, but it's just one of those things I do get stressed with in the office when something's not performing right. And then whenever I, when I've had a long day, I come home and I flip on TikTok for a great laugh. Uh, so I, I, I feel for the people, you know, everybody who has TikTok, everybody had their opinions about the, the hearing and how they felt on that. And 
I, I don't know. It, it was a weird situation. It was a weird day for for everybody. Everybody just had I think everybody had a lot of emotions going on in that. So I, I don't know. It's just one of those things that does happen. And it was out there and I felt some type of way about it because like I mentioned, there's a lot of people who I don't know. There was a lot of there's a lot of people that make a lot of money. Right. There's a lot of people who. Go full-time being TikTokers. Now, I don't really advise that too much unless you're making millions of views and millions of dollars. Hey, by all means, get your bag. But I don't know. I just it felt a little felt a little bit off uh, when it came down to it. It's just one of those things that it did happen. And look, I was upset. Um, but I'm better now. It's Monday. It's a brand new start to, to the week. It's hot. It's hot. Monica, you can't even say you cold today because it was like 80 degrees last week and now it is back hot today. Oh, no, Kenny. You good. I, it's, 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 it's springtime. We getting closer to springtime. Pollen's not as available as normal. Springtime, we're seeing 80 degrees. I do prepare to a lot of our fan base. I do think that we're going to see uh, a very, very hot summer is what I'm prepared for us to, to have is a very, very hot summer uh, because it's already 80 degrees and it's only March, getting ready to be April. So highly anticipated for the springtime. Uh, but like we said, good morning, everybody. It's your girl, Monica Gray, back with another exciting podcast with my two favorite dudes on the show, Kennedy and James. We've got, a, we've got another great one. We've got another great one. Uh, Kennedy... I know you said you had some announcements to make and then you have a topic of conversation. Uh, but I've got an announcement of our own, which everybody knows about it. Uh, yes, we I am a part of the SNN news team. If you guys missed out on previous uh, gaming news that we put on our channel, KLP Entertainment to be exact, my voice is there. I've wrote up a script and you know did some gaming so so I could do some gaming reviews for the video so I do gotta say on behalf of our SNN team over at KLP Entertainment if you guys been liking our content over there uh, thank you number one and continue to listen because we've got so many more content to go out uh, for the SNN team so I'm I'm ecstatic and as always gonna say numbers are up. Now, Kennedy, you have a special announcement that you wrote on the board, and I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you announce that. <laughs> yes, I, so I'm excited to announce this to our fan base, uh, simply because this is something we've been working on for months, uh, editing and, and editing and more editing. Um, so I'm excited to announce that Street Style Homecoming is officially finished post-production trailer we're going to be releasing that out very very soon so uh guys stay tuned because it's going to be a good one i know it's a little ambitious and i say that out loud ambitious because uh i did everybody knows that this documentary we're looking at three hours long so i know a lot of people are like whoa really like yeah this is this is by far the biggest in length the biggest movie that we've ever produced so I'm excited for it. You guys look for the trailer uh, midweek. Trailer's going to be our kind of give you guys little teasers and little excitement posts for social media. But uh, we do have the trailer coming out midweek this week. So hopefully you guys, you know, I, I hope you guys enjoy the trailer. I really hope you guys enjoy the documentary. Uh, like I'm always going to keep preaching that this documentary is completely it's different. Uh, it's different than the first one by far. So I cannot wait. Um, 1943 is coming along swiftly. Uh, we're, we're just we're filming, right? We're filming. Uh, we're filming and we're animating a whole lot of interesting stuff. Now, speaking of animation, my current topic for today. Now, I know that our new sources uh, with this one is a couple of days late. Uh, you know, this kind of broke out on, let's say, Wednesday, and then we already had the podcast done, and we were doing other things, but now I want to draw the attention to this news that really got me excited. 
Um, this is very, very exciting, guys, because as many people don't know, and I've been preaching this all the time, Monica and James, every time on the show, I always like to explain to our fan base, our audience, that there's more than just podcasting for us. It's SNN, it's article writing, it's uh, associates, it's operations, it's a whole conglomerate of, of business that was, was run under KLP Entertainment. I got really excited for this because we all know a couple of days ago, Epic Games has unveiled some news. It was the state of un- the uh, a state of Unreal um, demonstration demo day, and of course that is and this is appropriate time for it because we're it's springtime, getting ready for summertime. So nowadays you're gonna have all of these. Um, keynotes and these these showcase to come around spring and summertime to unveil the newest and latest technology and I'm super duper excited about this one because Epic Games you guys don't know I, we're, I'm a big fan of Epic Games I like the games that they produce and I'm a big fan of the Unreal Engine now if you guys remember uh, MetaHuman is another acquisition another expansion of the unreal engine now if you guys might have seen i hope you guys seen it my one of my films our films hardline second term that's available on tv tv and prime video by the way we've used metahuman and unreal engine to make that movie so of course when i see anything with metahuman and unreal engine i get very very excited because i've used those tools for uh, my movie two of my movies actually eden prime used a little bit of unreal engine and Heartline uses Unreal Engine as well. So get this, James and Monica and audience. Epic Games unveils MetaHuman Animator, a potential game changer for automatic facial animation and lip sync. Boy, when I tell y'all this is the next step in us filmmakers, it is so huge. I don't think everybody really understand how huge this is because typically... Because it took us months. Guys, you guys go back to see Hardline Second Term on Prime and 2B. You know, getting uh, Colin Goodman in the studio to act his character. He plays President Chandler. Getting myself in the animated studio to voice my character, uh, Simon O'Connor. Right? You, getting all of these, these voice actors to come to the studio and act. And then use their voice and then animate them into the movie. That takes months. It does. I know a lot of people don't understand. It takes months to get things animated from Unreal Engine or Unity. Whatever you use, it takes a couple of months to get the sculpting right, to get the lip sync right, to get the animation right, to get your eye roll animation right. It it takes months, right? But let me tell you, this is a game changer because they're using this. And I saw the keynote. I did. I saw the keynote. And they had the the, the, the uh, vice president of, of technology innovations, I think that was his title, come on. And then he had a couple of programmers and testers and actors that come on. And they're making this system usable for just using your iPhone or an iPhone. Guys, like I say, y'all don't understand us filmmakers, animators, gamer game makers uh, we're not making a video game with KLP entertainment even though that's a cool idea well, that's just too much work we we stick to films primarily animation when i tell y'all this makes it so freaking easy for us to animate our characters for just using our iphones and then that 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 file can get uploaded instantly real time so that way you can export and bam there's your animation right then and there like that that was mind-blowing this is something we needed for the longest time for us animators and filmmakers um but guys epic games unreal engine metahuman they created a game changer now this is coming within the newest update of uh, unreal engine 5.2 so we still got about two months before this is officially released to us um it's been said that maybe june or july when this uh new update comes so you have to delete 5.1 and get 5.2 and now they're going to be able to have it to where you could just use your iphone for automatic lip sync and facial animation um guys get on this train 
you guys got to get on this train because this is a huge game changer for a lot of us folks, right? Um, I saw it. I announced, I want to say it was Saturday, this past Saturday, I announced on Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, and our Instagram social media accounts that, yes, now, because I'll be honest with y'all, I was contemplating on making Hard Loan 3. I was, because to see the amount of time it went to to use MetaHuman to really animate characters in Hardline 2, it took months, and it took it took a lot, right? And I was contemplating, and I, because every movie I try to do, guys, you know, I try to, okay, how can we make a, a if we're making a, a sequel to a, a trilogy, or we're making a sequel to something, how can we make it better? That's every film I've done so far, or at least tried to do so far, how can we make it better? And this is a game changer. This saves us so many months of animation, right? Because now I can get Colin Goodman back, which is confirmed. He's coming back. Uh, shout out to him and his brother, Chris Goodman. Chris Goodman's in 1943. Can't wait with Dennis Harper. Cannot wait for that one. But when they come back, we're going to have the studio set up, but we're going to try this new technology, right? Hey, here's an iPhone. Say your script and action, right? And we're going to capture it just by doing that that is so exciting to me um i like i say we still have a couple more months for this to go uh but uh, everybody i'm seeing on on reddit i'm seeing on um rotten tomatoes i've seen it all over press i've seen it all over twitter you know everybody's excited for this program i'm excited for this because this this cuts down so much of time trying to get a character animated for a scene for a movie um, it takes a lot of time, so I'm really stoked about it. This is something I look forward to. Um, it is planning on to, and they're calling it MetaHuman Animator, is what the program is called, uh, and it is planned for release in the next few months. So we're probably looking at maybe June, maybe July, for this to come out. Um, on other things, they're saying uh, it will be, you know, summer 2023. So that's that's my speculation, guys. That yeah, we're probably going to be seeing it maybe June, July. Um, which I'm ready for. I'm excited. Uh, I did announce yet. Yeah, Hardline Three is now happening because it is happening now because of I, I realized the the time that's cut for this movie. Right. Um, I did start already writing for Hardline Three, but I, I'm really trying to. I, at first, I was like, okay, there's a lot of animation work I got to put in for this movie. Um, but it is happening. Very, very excited. Now, the movie's not coming out till like, next year, like, next fall. So, we got a whole year and a half, right? We, we've got time. Um, but I'm going to tour around with this toy, this experiment. Now, it'll be part of the MetaHuman plugin for Unreal Engine. Um, guys, I'm so excited. This this is the kind of stuff I love to get up and get out of bed for. I really do. I get very, very stoked for this. And it's happening. Oh, it's happening. Can't wait can't wait now we've got monica back here in the studio hey monica of course uh she wanted to talk about this juicy conversation that happened a couple days ago and it's 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 regarding uh chris brown is that right monica yes indeed kennedy now chris brown i just gotta say that chris brown is out there getting the bag he's out there getting money guys he he is he's he's been on tour uh, we all seen it on his social media outlets. He's been on tour and he's doing a lot of things. He's being more interactive with the fans. I honestly got to say off a rip that Chris Brown knows his market, right? We all remember when he had a concert and he would charge each person a thousand dollars to get a personal picture with him for their records, for their memories, for their social media. So they can say, Hey, I met Chris Brown and all they had to pay was a thousand bucks. Now, this was bonkers for a lot of people, but this is working and he's getting his bag. Now, I am still upset that he didn't win Best R&B Album at the um, one of the award shows. I, I, I'm guessing it was the Grammys that he was nominated for Best R&B Song for his latest album with 50 songs. Uh, breezy. Just kidding. It, it's a lot of songs. Um, shout out to him. Shout out. In, but before we get to that, shout out to all the people that got new albums that released today um black has released a new album and real 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 quick guys i want to give you my my quick hot take on that because I, i'm talking about chris brown but you know they're all artists and is the newest release right now now black's latest album uh it's okay 
I listened to it. There were some songs that were slaps, but there were some that was like, okay, and eh, that's not the, the the vibe I'm catching from from Black. That's not that's not the old Black, right? Um, I listened to that album, and I gotta say about maybe about. I want to say about four songs out of my teens, I really, really enjoy. Now, the one song that I really, really like from Black's album is Fatal Attraction. I love that song. That is the Black sound that I enjoy the most, based off his later project, his older projects, right? Um, I've been following uh, news outlets. I also followed uh, Mr. Joe Budden from the Joe Budden podcast. And I, I, I listened to their podcast and, you know, their cast and crew uh, gave their their uh, critiques on the album. I went back and listened to the album and I kind of agree. I, I hope that they, I hope they didn't, they didn't rush him out because I know Black can really perform and really give us a great album. Now, from the jump, his first album was spectacular. It was great. It was amazing. This album, this current album that came out, uh, I'm not a super huge fan of, right? And it just kind of sucks because this album has 19 songs, 19 tracks. So, I don't know, I just, I feel that Black could have gave us that Black sound, right? But maybe, since he's been gone for a sec, maybe he wanted to redo his sound, right? Maybe he wanted to switch it up. It's very interesting for that there was no promotion for Black's album too, like no promotion whatsoever. So, again, I don't, I don't know. It's a little bit sticky. It's a little bit. Um, I just hope, I really hope his album does well in numbers, but I, I don't know. I, I have a sinking, sinking feeling that it probably won't because, for me, being the average consumer of music, of music, uh, it's four out of nineteen songs I like, right? Um, T-Pain got a new cover releases. He's called it under the covers because he covered a lot of 80s, uh, songs. Honestly, I just feel like T-Pain just did karaoke in that one. Sorry, T-Pain. I'm a big fan, but I'm just not a fan of this. So, but back on Chris Brown, speaking of Chris Brown and, 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 and music and labels, um, we all know Chris Brown has been torn. Uh, there's been some things, uh, The Shade Room reported, The Breakfast Club reported, uh, TMZ has reported where one girl he invited on stage, she pokes out the phone, he throws the phone out, uh, out to the crowd. And I thought that was pretty wild because she was not rocking with that. She was not rocking with that whatsoever. So, in latest Chris Brown tour news, Chris Brown's lap dance causes a man to break up with his girlfriend. So Chris Brown may have triggered a breakup between a young couple after giving a woman a steamy lap dance during the recent concert of his. Now, according to the New York Post, a man, and this is, I guess this is his handle, dash the, the, dash the leaf, took to TikTok and to claim that after the Virginia, uh, excuse me, Virginia paraded, uh, corner, I don't, gave his girlfriend a lap dance during the UK performance. He had no choice but to call it quits with her. In the TikTok video, which has so far garnered over 22 million views, Brown's dance passionately on top of the woman to his 2007 hit, Take You Down. Now, the man also revealed in the post caption that he spent nearly... Six hundred, six hundred dollars. Good God, six hundred dollars on for a road tickets for him and his ex. Point of view: buying my girlfriend for a road tickets to see Chris Brown. I want my five hundred. Uh, I want to say that's pounds uh, for the UK. Hopefully that's right. Six hundred and fifteen US dollars. Um, and my girlfriend back. He wrote on the now deleted post. Honestly, dudes, look. He's Chris Brown, first of all. Chris Brown's gonna do whatever he needs to do to make his concert good. I'm sure after the lap dance, she might have that in her mind. 
right? And I hope when he's not going and probably not because they broke up, but let's say if he's if he's going down on his girlfriend and all she's saying about is Chris Brown, yeah, you might have a problem. Because she might say, ooh, daddy, ooh, do it like Chris Brown did it. You know, I, I can understand that part. But if she doesn't do that part, you got nothing to worry about because Chris Brown is a celebrity and he's doing that to one of his fans. He's not going to even remember he did that to a fan, right? Because he's thinking about the concert. He's making sure that the concert sells really well. I don't understand why dudes get so mad when celebrities just trying to perform for their back. Perform. That's He's a performer. That's what he's supposed to do, right? But then you got dudes that get so jealous and now they broke up. Now, if you spend $615 on a ticket, man, you you big baller. Because, I mean, that's a lot for a ticket for a concert. But, hey, Chris Brown is going to do whatever Chris Brown does. I don't think Chris Brown really cares about that girl like that. Uh, I think he cares because he's, he's loyal to his fans now. But, like, look, he doesn't care. He ain't going to remember that. So whoever this guy is, I feel like you should take your girlfriend back. She probably don't even, now she'll have it engraved in her memories, but she probably ain't even thinking about Chris Brown like that. Or is she? Comment below. What would you guys do if you went to go see your famous favorite celebrity in concert and they perform a lap dance on you? Comment below. We want to hear from you. I don't know, y'all. I Look, <laughs> I agree with Monica. I mean, Chris Brown, Chris Brown is that dude, right? And, you, hey, look, he's that dude. He He's that dude where he's making a lot of money for this concert. And what, like Monica said, you know, he is a performer, right? He's in concert. He's, he's supposed to be doing his thing. Uh, I agree with you, Monica. He should take his girl back. Um, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe he stepped out on this girl. Maybe he's thinking about something else. You can't expect young and impressionable women when they see, cause look, 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 look. And there's no, you know, there's a pause session. No, no, there's a pause session to this, but I've been starstruck before I have. I tell the story and I'll say the story again. When I met the Miz, right? WWE superstar at the, one of the hotels I worked at, you know, that time that was a long time ago when i met the miz i got starstruck right last this around this time last year when i met dj envy i got starstruck i did right so i understand when you see your favorite person whether it's an artist for me wrestler dj superstar when you see somebody famous that you really enjoy and you really like what they're doing yeah you can get a little starstruck right uh, but I, I just feel like, you know, it's not something worth of you breaking up with your girlfriend, especially again, Monica, you mentioned he spent $615 on a ticket. That wouldn't be me. Right. I would cherish her if I'm going to spend that amount of money on her for a, a concert, not something that is tangible that you can feel and you can kind of touch it. You can keep for a while. Right. You spend money on an experience, a one time experience a year, maybe. That one experience you're spending on that, and now you're just going to call it quits because you got mad and jealous, right? It's us dudes, man. Us dudes, we get jealous. We do. We really, really do. Speaking of dudes, we've got James. James, you said you had a juicy topic of conversation. And then this one is regarding the newest GTA 6 leaks. What's going on with that? Yeah, we got some news coming from Take-Two and Rockstar Games. Uh, Take-Two is renewing its effort to get Grand Theft Auto 6 leaks removed from the internet, issuing a wave of copyright strikes. Now, Rockstar, guys, get this. Rockstar was the victim of a serious hacking breach this past year. We all seen it, and everybody kind of chimed in on that. I'm really, really excited for GTA 6 because uh, to see what the power can, what that game can do with its power, with its, you know, uh, you uh, limitate well, not really limitations, but to see what it could do with you know the PlayStation 5 and the next wave of Xbox, right? I get very giddy about it when news come out with this. I think it's time. Uh, I play GTA 5 for PlayStation 5 because I wanted to see the core the graphics quality and the ray tracing and the uh, high uh, performance rate resolution. It's actually pretty smooth, by the way. Now. Everybody's ready for GTA 6. We are. 
Now, reporting leading to the arrest of a 17-year-old in the United Kingdom, we all remember that story, various small GTA 6 leaks have found their way onto social media since then, but nothing substantial. Another recent leak appears to have provoked a strong response from Take-Two, getting some communities in trouble. Now, on this past September uh, 18th, a uh, member of the GTA forums community posted more than 50 minutes a video recording from the in-development version of GTA 6. The leaks reveal several substantial unannounced details from a highly anticipated GTA uh, the GTA sequel. Publisher Take-Two aggressively target uh, leaked GTA 6 material, but as it's often the case online when someone goes viral, it's difficult to swap out every fire. It is difficult. It is. It's, it's hard to kind of, when something's out there on the internet, because we're all guilty of it, if it's out there on the internet, it's very, very hard to take down. Right? Because it's out there. It's on the cloud. It's on the server. It's on the network. It's out there. You ain't getting away with that not being out there. Now, somehow, likely due to the sheer amount of leaked GTA content, some leaks focused communities were able to continue sharing material without receiving copyright strikes. The GTA 6 uh, separated is one such community that appears to have ended after all new leaks hit the community this past week. Monitors for the GTA 6 separated have posted an announcement saying that it is locking the community down as Reddit responds to lots of copyright strikes. Reddit's going to do what they do, right? If Reddit, if you post something on Reddit as a blogger, writer, reviewer, whatever, though, if Reddit is getting heat from the actual company and potential lawsuits, they're going to shut it down, right? They are supposed to shut it down as quickly as they can right so it's one of those things you have to be careful for uh it's look it's not worth it leaking these informations i know we're excited because kennedy monica i'm excited i'm very very excited but it's not worth going to jail is it because the 17 year old he got convicted right because of the hack that that he did on gta so it's not worth it but that's what the news is letting up to it Comment below, are you excited for GTA 6? I know I'm so pumped for that. Very, very ready for that. Uh, it is coming around the corner, but like like we like it or not, it's coming, guys. It is. They're, they're working on it. So it's going to be very, very interesting. I can't wait to see what characters are going to be in this one. Like, are we going to get the original three? Are we going to get Michael, Franklin, and Trevor? Like, are we going to get those three uh, to come back in the community? Will we have those? Um, that's the question that everybody's wondering, Kennedy. It does make me wonder a lot. Um, GTA 6, it's coming, but then I, I'm worried the next, after when GTA, GTA 6 gets released, I'm worried we're going to be playing on that game for the next 10, 15 years. Kind of how we did GTA 5. Um, it is a highly anticipated game. I, I hope they get this right because, honestly, in my opinion, guys, you know, gaming for us a lot of games have been excellent so far majority i gotta say have been excellent but we also had games that were not as fun or they didn't sell well because maybe we're coming from pandemic we're coming just people are studio heads and creators and programmers they're starting it to get back into swing of things Right. So I, I'm I'm skeptical about it because I am a huge GTA fan, but I also have some caution. Right. Because, like I say, we've had some multiple good games. Right. And I want the train to keep going. I got to say, in 2023, when it comes down to gaming, gaming has been really, really good for the most part this year. So far, we still got uh, Star Wars uh, Fallen, uh, not Fallen Order. Um uh, Jedi Survivor to come out this later in next month, right? We've got Tekken 8, we got Street Fighter, we've got uh, Spider-Man 2 that somehow is leaked is scheduled to come out in September. I hope that rumor is true because if that game comes out in September, that is a great, great start to the fall time. 
definitely I'm picking that game up. So uh, we, we've got a lot of things coming. A lot of things are in the pipeline. A lot of things are in the works. So I, I really want gaming to be exciting as it has been for the most part at the beginning of the year, you know. So we do have this warmer segment here. We got two more segments actually for this morning. And one of the things I like to do, and this is why I think the Beyond Swanky podcast might be better than KLP Aftermath. The reason for that being is because of our host, Monica and James. You guys are amazing. But we we got to include one more person to our show. And it's a no-brainer because he's been our producer for the last seven years of us podcasting. He's been there. And I'm talking about Mr. Tyrus Lester, ladies and gentlemen. He has your movie review. Of course, what movie are we talking about today, T? So finally back in front of the mic, ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all for having me back. Uh, it's your boy, T, Tyrus Lester, producer for both shows, KLP Aftermath and the Beyond Swinky Podcast. I know it's been too long, guys. It has. So when we did the first episode, Shamaya actually, we, we had a long talk. And she said, why don't you come back and just do your thing on the show like you used to? So... I said, yeah, why not? So, y'all didn't come on the show to hear me babble, because I do babble. And that's one thing Kenny's trying to train me on, that when we go on the mic, just don't don't babble. Get to the point. Now, ladies and gentlemen, our movie review of the Beyond Smokey Podcast Season 2, we've got to talk about Idris Elba's latest movie, Luther the Fallen Son. Now, this movie... Hasn't really been accepted very well by the critics, but uh, it's our job to go out and watch these movies and to do a good review on these movies. And honestly, guys, I gotta say that this movie's actually not that half bad. It's not. First of all, you got Idris Elba, one of the most, arguably one of the most highly anticipated actors out there. Now, there's many more, right? There's many more like, like, like Kevin Hart. There's many more like... Will Ferrell, The Rock, uh, what's another one? Jason Bateman is another favorite of mine, right? There's a lot of other actors, oh, actresses out there too, right? There's a lot of them. Got the one currently that I love the most is Coco Jones because she's in Bel Air. Shout out to the cast and crew of Bel Air, by the way. Very, very exciting. Now, this movie, uh, Luther Fallen Son 2023, crime thriller directed by Jamie Payne. And it's written by Neil Cross. It serves as the film continuation of Luther. Of course, it was uh, a BBC production of the show. Uh, very, very... Because everybody was talking about the series. And now that they have the movie. Now, the, the film stars Idris Elba, who also serves as a producer of the film. So, again, it's smart. Right? I gotta say, off-rip, these actors that are producers and directors, they are smart. Kennedy, you're amongst these. We're all amongst these people because we've acted in some of your movies and even wrote, James, you wrote, I've acted, I produce this. Uh, Monica, you're executive producer for most of the films. It's smart to get into that, what we say, bag when it comes down to being a producer, a writer, a director, and an actor in your project because maybe you get double the funds, right? We look at currently Michael B. Jordan. Right? He's the actor of Creed 3. He's the producer of Creed 3. He is the uh, director of Creed 3. Right? So I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, very, very close net for that. Now, it serves as continuation for Luther. He's uh, reprising his role as John Luther with uh, Cynthia E. Evrio and Andy Circus. Now, Andy Circus. Boy, Andy Circus. He has done a lot of phenomenal voice work, acting work. He's been in it, right? Now, Luther, The Fallen Sun was released in Select Cinemas back in February, but now, this month, it hit Prime, uh, not Prime, excuse me, <laughs> Netflix, and now, it's, I, I like it. I really do like it. Now, it's about this crime that was going on. And, of course, Luther kind of gets thrown into the mix of things, and it's somehow he was the cause, uh, or supposedly the cause of the murders of these kids, uh, or young adults, rather. He ends up getting sent to prison, but then Andy Serkis 
is the main villain and he's doing all this kind of cults kind of activity where you know people are killing themselves for him because of blackmail straight out blackmail uh they don't want things to go out to other people whether it's their families or their businesses they're going out there and they're they're gonna do whatever he asks so that way that blackmail doesn't get out now blackmail is a he's a, he's a form of things out there um it's action pack is it's witty it's smart I had no problems with this movie. I I really didn't. Um, like I'm always gonna keep saying, it, it's it's smart, it's witty, it's catchy, it's action-packed. Uh, it, you really get to see. I feel like you get in that. You don't get to see all of Idris Elba out of his element in acting because I know he can go a little bit further than this role, right? But it's a good watch. I felt this movie, even though the critics didn't think so, even though a lot of people had their mixed emotions about this one, I think this is a winner when it comes to Netflix because we all know Netflix, unfortunately, fall sometimes in the category where they're producing a lot of good sounding movies, but when they're launched and people watch it, you think, ooh, this ain't really a good one, you know, from Netflix. So, like I say, this is a winner right this is a winner on netflix this is something that uh i recommend people watching it's two hours long so uh long as this you know movie night uh, uh movie night popcorn night with your loved ones whether your friends or your significant other uh th- you're going to be sitting uh, spending some time i do say to a lot of people uh watch this series luther first before watching this movie because if you dive into watching this movie and not really understanding Luther, John Luther, as a character, then you might be a little lost, right? You may not know what's going on unless you've seen the series. Then you fully understand uh, John Luther. Now, we have a commenter that commented on their forum as well, and this is their review. They say, Luther, the Fallen Son is a Netflix film that serves as a a continuation of BBC series Luther, obviously we know that, um, starring uh, Idris Elba as John John Luther. As a point of reference, I have not actually seen the series myself, but while fans of the show might be excited to see Idris reprise his iconic role, they will likely be let down by the film's lackluster plot, predictable story, and wasted potential. Now, Idris Elba uh, Grizz, uh, Grizz, Grizzled, uh, determining, uh, excuse me, determined detective has been packed, guys, I can't read, has been placed in a disjointed standalone film. The story is uninspired and underwatered, like the weird hack slack haystack of hair, guys, I cannot read, fake hair, they've Painted on Andy Serkis' head to make him look sinister. Now, this is another review. They're also saying that the film suffers from the lack of originality and in- intriguing as it recycles many elements for many other films. Now, it I can see that. I can kind of see the role. I can kind of see why people... I think people are going in this thinking that they're going to get the same thing as the series. I also know, as us filmmakers and producers ourselves, when we're making a series, a network might have it make the series film this way. But a network or a studio might order a movie, but they want the movie to go this way. Right? And I think they had to answer. So the main producer is Netflix, right? Because it's on their, their uh, service. So Netflix is the producer of this one so netflix probably had an idea for this movie and since they are the key producers we all know too well in this room that we have to answer to our producers luckily it's us and we can kind of talk it out but let's say we had an outside producer that's gaining in a lot of money and helping us produce it then we have to respect and honor the producers because they're putting up the money up front for the project so we have to listen to the producers and the directors so ha. I think everybody was expecting the series guys uh, to be just like the movie and it's not I can because I've seen the series myself it's not uh, I can see that that point there it's valid for a lot of people but comment below in our forum guys will you go out and see Luther the Fallen Son available on Netflix 
Guys, if you got Netflix, it's there. So go see it. Comment below. Let us know what you think. I agree. Uh, thank you, T, for that, that movie review. I do agree. I don't think the movie is that half bad. Um, but we all seen the series, and I can kind of see why people are thinking the series. And, and like you said, I, I do also believe that people were going into thinking that it was just going to be like the series. But it is true. What Tyrus is saying, guys, to our audience out there, it is true. Uh, we've uh, for some of our films, we've had offside producers that come in and say, "Hey, since I'm contributing a, a more percentage in your in your project, I want to film this way, right?" And that's that's, that's that is the film industry. Uh, you got to answer to your investors. You do. Um, so it's just one of those things that it does happen. So that's what I think. Also, you know, people are, are doing this now. Moving on to our last, but our, our main topic of conversation today. And I wanted to dabble into this scenario because it is very, very important that we all know this. It is. Now, the, the question out there, uh, you know, about jobs. It's about where occupation relies. Now, studies have shown that 40% of black employees considered themselves quiet quitters at work. Now, for all of you who may not know, and you should know this already because it's been in the news for, for weeks and like the beginning of this year, it, it has been on there. Quiet quitting. Now, quiet quitting is not necessarily something that you say, hey, I'm quitting my job indefinitely. That's not what quiet quitting means. Quiet quitting means that you're 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 coming in, you're doing what you get paid to do, sometimes the bare minimum. If you're getting paid minimum wage, then I think you should be doing the minimum amount of work. But that's not the case as in some people's point. A lot of people get paid very, very shitty and they they do the most, right? That's just you being a good worker. And I, I say to those people, yeah, it sucks. But one day that light is going to come at the end of the end of the total where people, somebody's going to recognize your talents and pay you for the tremendous talent that you bring. But quiet quitting. That's the basis of it. The people are coming in, they're doing their job, they're doing what is required, they're doing what HR gave them in their contract and nothing more. Now, I'm a huge advocate of that quiet quitting. I'm only an advocate with quiet quitting if you're working a job that you really don't really like. Um, because I do believe in the phrase that if you're working at a job that you really, really love and you really, really enjoy, it's really not work. Right. That's that's a saying to a lot of people. That's a saying to myself. Uh, I work every day. Some things I do that I'm not really proud of doing. I don't, I don't, I don't voice that that much, but you know, one part of my hundred jobs that I have in my lifespan is podcasting. What we're doing now on the radio, this part of the job I love, right? I don't really, even though it's work, I don't consider it work because I have fun getting on the mic, being in the studio and give you all great topics to talk about. So that's what quiet quitting means to me. And the stats here is 40%. A black employees is considering themselves quiet quitters at work. And honestly, I don't blame them. Right. We often we as in the people out there, people are working these jobs today where they have to put up with some bull. They do. And I use the phrase sometimes in my previous jobs is, hey, buddy, I just work here. I don't know what to tell you. I wish I can help you for I just work here. I got to answer to somebody else. That's what I think that number of 40% of, of and the stats here is black employees, but 40% of us, you know, we're, we're saying, buddy, I just work here because I think a lot of people want, they, they expect the most from employees and we're supposed to bend over backwards and give them everything under the sun, but simply people have to answer to somebody. And I think a lot of other people don't understand that. And I don't really think this is more of a race thing. But a lot of people don't understand. With people in general, we have to answer to somebody. Regardless. Unless you're, if you're a CEO and you do your own thing. But majority of us, yes, we answer to somebody. And that's what it causes us to say, buddy, 
I just work here. That's it. I just come to work. I do what's required. I give you results that is required and I get paid, which is also required that nothing more, nothing more. And this also happens. And this is based on my experience currently and in the past that a lot of people expect us to give us 200%, but we don't get paid 200% on things. Or you have somebody to kind of bend over backwards, right? And they don't really know the chain of command. So they think that you making the rules and you bullshitting them. But then you keep telling them, sorry, I can't do that. Sorry, I can't do this. No, there's regulations. Can't do that. And they keep harping back on you about these rules. And I said, buddy, I just work here. I don't know what to tell you. I don't. It's so weird. It's the weirdest thing. I guess people don't understand it. Um, And it'd be a lot of... so. Sometimes for me, it's younger people, right? Because what we what we do, and we work in an institution, I deal with young people, and they don't understand. Because maybe they don't understand about real work quite just yet. They haven't experienced this thing called life yet. So yes, they're not going to know. They're, they're used to being, you know, pampered in that way because they don't know. But you know what really grinds my gears, guys? Is when adults do this. It really grinds my gears when adults try to not reason with you and you look at them and you say, you do you also work with somebody? If you do, you must know what I'm talking about. You must know what I mean, because you're giving me a lot of shit right now that really I ain't got time for. And I keep telling you, I, I can. That's above my pay grade. I don't know what it is. I think it's incompetence. I think it's ignorant. But a lot of adults don't understand when another adult uh, references these regulations and these rules at work, right? And you often say, hey, you asked me that question. That's above my pay grade. You, as the other adult, should know, okay, he don't get paid enough to answer that question. He's not in the position of a CEO or an executive or a producer or director or any of those things. I don't have that title. So I cannot answer that. Hence, back to our story of why people are quiet quitting. Now, a lot of people has been doing quiet quitting this year. Well, actually, for the past couple of years, right, guys? Because honestly, in 2020, is no lie, we've been through it. I remember me and Monica, we, you know, we were, we were going through it, baby. I'm sorry. James, he was writing a little bit, but he had to take some time. A lot of time, 2020, he, he was gone. As well as T, everybody was just gone trying to figure their mental state out because of 2020. And a little bit of 2021 too, right? So that's why I think a lot of people have been doing quiet quitting because of their mental uh, state. A lot of us, we find ways to cope with our mental. For me, is meditation. It's working out. It's music. Those are the things that help me. Monica, if you guys don't know in Monica, I'm going to put your business on a blast a little bit. She go see a therapist. Right? James, you told me, you and your girl, y'all go see a therapist. Y'all, y'all do. We have to take care of ourselves first. And we do things that we do, and it just helps us do all of that and deal with stress from work and that's why i believe people are quiet quitting because number one we're not we as in the people people are not getting paid enough they're not it could be a shitty job they have or a great job that they have they're not getting paid enough but then you expect people to go above and beyond and do give you 300 percent but when you're not getting you're not going to get paid 300 percent you can you have to do 300 percent you have to overwork right i can't remember the so the last time i was overworked guys it had to be amazon worst job ever love amazon i love prime video i really i like my partners over there the delivery logistics part of it not a fan because I remember in 2021 when I did Amazon and in logistics, we were overworked, tired as a dog at night. 
exhausted. Right? Exhaustion. Coming home, can't even move. You're just that damn tired. But then we weren't getting paid enough. But see, it was a job that everybody could do for that's easy because it was pandemic. Right? Because we got laid off from, from Marriott International. We did. So bye-bye property management hospitality because of 2020, we laid off. So we had to go pivot and find something else to do to make money. Right? Uh, overworked, guys. Uh, Monica, you for ladies first. What do you think of this this uh, this this question? Um, I actually, I agree with people quiet quitting. I do. A lot of folks, because I have girlfriends who have major responsibilities. So, unfortunately, because I've talked to them, some of them, and they tell me all the things I had to do, and they can't. They, they're more trapped in their roles, right? Because they've got major responsibilities. One of my girl, uh, homegirls, you know, she has kids, right? So she kind of have to do what she do because of kids and have to take care of things. But I honestly do see, speaking of somebody, people who are, we're all in kind of a mix of Gen Z, mix of millennial a little bit, you know, we're, super young so we tend to know our worth and i'm always going to say especially to my ladies but for my men my fellows too know your worth know your worth at every job because some of these jobs and i've applied to and this was back in the day i've applied to a lot of jobs where a lot of old heads be working like a lot of old fuckers like they old heads that don't know our generation because we're so young and they're so in the old generation so i i remember i got interviewed by somebody old woman she was so old like she was so old tradition and she kept nagging about how young generation they're like yeah you don't know how good your generation has it back in my day we didn't have that and i said lady i didn't ask you all that I'm asking you for a job to make money. I don't, I don't care what you think about our class, our generation. Now, obviously, that job didn't work out really well because I can tell when you when you get interviewed by somebody and you really catch their vibe, first impression, then you really get to understand maybe this is not the job for me, right? Maybe this is not the job that I should get because I know I'm going to have some problems here. It is important that for us young people to know our worth. I think a lot of it back to referring back to, you know, the generation uh, segment there, you know, our generation, we're knowing our worth and we know what, how much we're willing to put up with, right? We know that, hey, we're young in this game. There's going to be millions of jobs out there that we can do. This ain't the one. And we're getting a lot smarter. Now, I, 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 we kid. Because we have people younger than us and we say, oh man, this is our future. But we're really understanding things more. We're really smart. We're smarter than what the older generations give us credit for. Because we're starting to pick up on some things. We're starting to realize like, okay, they did this in their generation and look at them now. We're going to do things a little bit different. Especially when it comes to work. I don't want to slave away for for 10 bucks an hour when I know I can make more money doing something else and our generation I gotta say we're we're understanding that market and a lot of us generations we can afford to quiet quit because we don't have any major responsibilities right we've got some of us got now rent has been up and you know we're all we're all moving i, I don't want to put everybody's business out, out on blast but we're all moving to different places to, to decrease rent so we're we're getting we're understanding things that way and um we're always going to say we don't have any more mouths to feed so that's why i feel like that number is high 40 percent of people quiet quitting because they can afford to kind of I, fa I say that very loosely, guys, our audience. I say that very loosely because times are hard right now. But we can kind of 
quiet, quit, and still be straight if we don't have any major responsibilities. Now, if you're out there, and we don't judge on our show, but if you've got responsibilities, you're married, you have kids, you got mortgage, you've got bills upon bills to pay, then I understand that point. And that's why I kind of feel that people are afraid to quiet quit. Are afraid to quiet quit because potentially, and this is a quote, because you can't lose your job for quiet quitting. Now, you can lose your job, you just say, I quit. Quiet quitting, like you say, Kennedy, quiet quit is meaning you're, you're showing up, you're doing what you're supposed to do, you get paid what you're supposed to do. Nothing more. I always say to a lot of people too, when you're starting out, your first two jobs that you're just kind of working, you're just working just to work and make money, don't be so invested in that position. I say to a lot of people, don't be so invested in a position that you know you're not going to be there long. You know this is not your passion. You're just trying to make, you're just trying to pay your bills, pay your rent. Don't be so invested because once you're so invested in a position that you really don't like, then employers, supervisors, your bosses are going to want to want more out of you for less. And our generation, especially my ladies, I got a state advocate for my ladies, speaking from lady to lady, know your worth. Know your worth in this game. Know your worth in this game of, of working and paying a bill. Know your worth. If you think you can get more and they'll overwork you, leave. At the bare minimum, quiet quit. Bring it up. Bring it up to hit your, hey, I got hired for this. I am doing this, ABC. I got hired for ABC123. I'm only doing ABC123 because that is what's in my hire contract. If I'm fulfilling those obligations of ABC123, you can't ask me for an EFG, 456. You can't ask me for those unless you want to pay me extra for that, right? No, you're correct, Monica. I've, I've experienced a lot of things. Um, I've actually, to tell you guys a story, one of my buddies, uh, Chris, he just quit his job entirely. Now, he worked for GameStop. And it's interesting because we just saw like a couple days ago that, that GameStop's gonna gain some profit. We watched Bloomberg Technology and Nate, they were talking about it. So that's quite interesting that, you know, GameStop is going to make profit. They were in the green a couple days ago and stocks out. I don't know how, but they did it. Anyway, he's fallen into that curse. And I know a lot of YouTubers, a lot of people reported on the same thing. But he, he experienced the same thing where, you know, they overworked him at GameStop. He was he was a, super, a supervisor. So he would do a lot, a lot. He would tell me a lot of shit he had to do. And you know, it, it was draining him mentally because he worked crazy hours. He would work crazy hours. He would have customers come in. Well, he would have some customers come in, not know either, not know anything about video games, have to thoroughly explain. Or somebody would come in and just buy one thing and he's forced, because we all know about GameStop, he's forced to sell the pro membership or sell another the warranty plan i think it was he was telling me he had to sell that thing out why he had to ask the guy almost it felt like 15 times before the guy almost walked out because he the other guy was getting so annoyed and i'm like that too when i go to gamestop i'm going in there for one thing only i'm not going to buy warranties and pro memberships and uh updates and i'm not going in for all of that because i know I'm going to get haggled down for that kind of stuff. So he previously, well, and he got another job doing something very clean. He's indoor. He has an office, uh, you know, doing some, some more of logistics work, but not necessarily with Amazon, but he does logistics work and he's, he enjoys it because he's not working crazy hours. He's, he's sitting down, right? Cause I don't even think GameStop have chairs for them to sit down on and He's not as stressed. He's not, you know, he didn't get the, you know, I know a lot of people would say on their, their podcast, they would say like their district manager would give them a call at three o'clock in the morning. He didn't get those calls at the store he worked at. Thank God. But 
it mentally drained him. He would be, and I tell you, we got to bring him up here in the studio too. He would be so stressed out about his job that all he can talk about is his job. To the point where he will be so stressed out, he would come home to talk about his job with his significant other. Right? It's never a good sign to bring work home. It's a good sign to come to work, do work at work, come home, not bring it home. So he tried the quiet quitting. It didn't work out for him, but he ended up quitting. Now, uh, for me, I also agree with you too as well, Monica and Kennedy, that, you know, I never had the perfect job. Until now, it's okay, I'll be in payment. I've never had a job where I genuinely get so excited to come to work. Really come to work and really do some something dope. I never had that. I've also had to work a job where, hey, I'm just here to make ends meet, right? I was just start dating Margot. We just got dating, you know, and I needed, needed a job, you know, I needed to prevail. I needed to, I just need to come and do what I need to do and leave. So Kennedy, when you say 40% of people quiet quitting, I agree with that number as well, because we're in this state of mind today, coming from a pandemic, coming from stress, coming from politics, racial injustice, whatever have it, we're coming from all of that. Right. And even today, as we mentioned, inflation being up, gas prices being up, things are higher. Insurance has gone up. Everything has gone up to the point where we're stressed to the max. We need a moment to quiet quit. So that way when we're home or home, we're not thinking about work. We're on the outside and we're trying to figure this thing called life out. Um, so to that question, to that answer, I agree with the number. I do. I really do agree with that number. I think a lot of people should start practicing quiet quitting. And like Monica, you said, do it for the job that you don't care about. I mean, you care about because you need to make ends meet, but do it for a job you're not as passionate about. Because we've been saying, if you work a job that you're passionate about, you really, really love, and you get so giddy when you get in there every morning, then it's not work right do it for the jobs that hey i'm here i'm doing what was what's uh what we say uh that's needed required right and that's it Woo! y'all said it hopefully and I, i'm glad y'all didn't quite quit for klp entertainment because we need y'all we really do comment below ladies and gentlemen let us know what you think about quiet quitting uh, we said our piece. Uh, we like to get our forum ends and in, in, in our forums in at the bottom, um, but it is important, guys. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things that is very very needed. Um, I feel like to to tie a nice little bow on this segment, uh, I do think that number is going to go up. I really do. Uh, I honestly, I really think numbers are going to go up with quiet quitting. We'll have to see about that. But for now, that's going to wrap it up here on our podcast show today. Hopefully you guys love this one. This one has been, this one's longer than usual. So I like doing these longer shows. Uh, comment below if you guys loved it. Uh, if you're watching the video version on YouTube, thank you guys so very much. Uh, like, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to hit, hit that bell notification so that way you guys don't miss out on new content from us being our podcast shows. Our, our new shows at SNN, we've got newer people in the studio, new um, talent, new anchors, new voices, new scripters, new writers, all new in the studio to give all uh, great news out there for SNN. And if you're watching or you're listening to the podcast version, audio version on Spotify video, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, Audacity, wherever you get your podcast from, uh, thank you guys from our cast and crew, the group, good folks over on the Beyond Swanky Podcast Season 2. That's going to wrap it up here on the show, Beyond Swanky Season 2. I've been your main host, KALP Kennedy Lucas, from our cast and crew members here. We like to say, stay safe, stay swanky, peace. <laughs>